Happy Tag Tuesday. Hello. Well, hello again. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. Happy 2023. And you're listening to Two Average Girls. <laughs> it's true. We are Two Average Girls. I'm still getting messed we're up on that average. intro. We're still average. Well, <laughs> in 2023, just so you know, we're proud to be average for those of you who are just listening. More so. But my co-host isn't average right now. She's not? No. You look very smart. Do I? Oh, I feel smart because I have on you my glasses. You have glasses yeah, that are glasses. very, very distinguishable. Thank you. I like them. Thanks. I'm like, I feel a little inadequate right now. You shouldn't. I, I really I really am impressed by the glasses. You look like a librarian, a sexy librarian. Sexy librarian. Thank you. I don't feel like one, but thanks. But yeah. Appreciate it. I haven't seen you in like a month. It's been a month and it's been very sad. I'm looking at your ears and they're double pierced and they look gorgeous. I need to get my ears double pierced. You should. You totally I'm, should. Where do I go? I'll do it for you. No, you. What? I no. can totally do it. No, you won't. They actually have needles. Listen. Mm-mm. Yes, Mm-mm. you can order needles on Amazon. I, just they're stop. like hollow needles. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, all stop the kids right are there. doing that. That's what they're no. doing. I talked to the girls at church, and that's what they do. They buy the needle on Amazon. They come. Morgan Katani did it. Wait, you're ordering like a little pierce yeah. your own ear kit? Yes. And you're telling me that you're going to pierce my ears, and I won't have to get like an ear removal. Like, it won't get so infected that they're going to... Why would they have to get... These are completely hypoallergenic. I don't know what that means exactly, (laughs) but... can't say it. I don't want to do it. I'm telling you, I could totally do it. I could put a potato behind it. Wait, if it comes with a kit, does the potato come with it? I'll have to get my own potato, I think. (laughs) That's how we used to do it in the old days. That's how we did it back in the day. But this is like a whole thing. Listen, Mm. look it up on Amazon. I will... You get it. I will do it for you. We could record it. Oh, that would be totally great. I don't know. I'll let you do mine. I want a third one. You would trust me to pierce your ear for you. You've got glasses. You can see. (laughs) It's not like I will mark it and everything. How do you numb it? Does the numbing come with the kit? You don't numb it. You suck it up. Then then the answer is no. What are you talking about? I'll give you a I'll give you a piece of wood to bite down on. (laughs) No, they do that in the movies. Like when they're removing a bullet and stuff. Listen, Lincoln, this isn't. (laughs) Bullet removal time. I'm, I'm telling not... you, this would be an adventure. <laughs> I, for whom? Us. No. It would be so fun. It would oh be gosh. a story to tell. Denise Let's do piercing it. piercing my ear. I'm ordering it. I'm ordering You're... the kit for you to do it. I can't believe there's a kit. How is that legal? You're doing, you're uh, like Listen, actively Listen, this is piercing. underground. <laughs> this is bootlegging the piercing. This is... And if, if I'm good at it, this could be a side gig. Ooh, dark web i'm just saying dd's piercing i'm not gonna tattoo you or anything this is literally just putting a hole in your ear i feel like the piercing is a gateway to you saying i'm just it's gonna be like let me tattoo. i know my i know my limits i don't think you do i do (laughs) i am not going to tattoo i have no artistic ability whatsoever unless you gave me like a you know dot to dot something i could do that but i'm just saying (laughs) i could totally totally pierce double pierce that your ears okay. no problem okay stay tuned and we'll see if that <laughs> if that ever happens if that what if i let you do mine first no i have no interest in piercing your flesh what i 
sorry. You would just get right on that. What? No. I thought that would be appealing to you. What? What? Making you bleed? It's not going to be that big a deal. It doesn't hurt, but for a second. <laughs> I'm like, you you birthed a child. This is nothing. Drugs. I had drugs. Well, what if we got you something? I My sister has a lot of stuff. I- <laughs> She's like the pharmacist. <laughs> That's what I call her. She can get about anything. What do I, you need? Topical. I need lidoc- topical lidocaine. I can get you lidocaine. No problem. Okay, that then I'm There's in. people on the corner that can get us that. Listen, I don't want some off-brand lidocaine. I Listen, don't want uh, some uh, corner market. Don't worry about where it comes from. It's going to work. <laughs> I need to know. Do you need anything else? Do you need like a Valium or no, like I, a no. Oxy, no, a Molly? <laughs> I don't even know what any of that what is. is really. <laughs> I'm just saying it seems like it would be a good idea for you just to be completely. Do I need to give you some laughing gas? Like I'm just going to put you under and you'll wake up and you'll have like six piercings all the way up your ear. <laughs> five on my ear and then I get to find this Guess sixth what? one. <laughs> there might be one on your nose, on your lip. I just don't t- know where it's going to be. Could it be an eyebrow piercing? Who knows? Ooh, eyebrow piercing. That's a good one. I, I wouldn't no. feel comfortable doing that. I wouldn't I would pierce it. your nose. I would pierce your ears. You would pierce my nose for me? You'd be like totally. this I can do. Cartilage I can do. I think so. Flesh I'm, I'm against. Yeah. Close <sighs> to the eyeball. I don't want to be responsible. I, Plus you wear glasses. It wouldn't look that great. It would <laughs> It would be constantly clanging against my frames. I'm just saying, I don't think it's that big a deal. We don't need to make it a big deal. Let's just do it. It's too late. It's already a Let's big deal. Let's just do it. I'm, I, we're not even drinkers. It's there's no, What could go wrong? Everything. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it's a good idea. Well, we will keep you posted as to whether or not that actually happens. It's I'm, a new year, new you. I'm not making any promises. That new I'm year, new you. <laughs> Denise, pierce my ear. So on this uh, this podcast, this is the first we've we're in a couple weeks on 2023 uh, with our podcast that we did in 2022, late 2022. But this is our first year that we're actually recording in the new year. So yeah, yeah so we want to do a little bit of a look back on the top stories of 2022. It was a memorable year. Um, and when I was doing some research for the podcast, I was like, oh, that happened? So, yeah, going back to January of 2022, I was like, wait, oh, my goodness. That's the weird part of it, right? Yeah. When you're in the middle of it. And first of all, I don't know about you, but I don't follow the news very much anymore. I follow it like crazy. I but, don't. Well, I mean, standard news, no, of course. No, no that's what I'm saying. No, no, the no. standard news Mm-mm. that everybody hears, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. But yeah. when I was doing my little bit of research, mm-hmm. I also... Was like wow that happened in in February, right? And like, you know, it's yeah. just kind of crazy, yeah. To think that it seems like just yesterday, but here so we much are. has happened. I have a question for you straight off the top. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna ask you. I want you to give me the first okay. answer that comes to Got mind. It. Okay. When I say the name Barbara Walters, what do you think of? I think of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Barbara Wawa Gilda Radner Gilda Radner. Okay. That's what I think of at very first. Okay, and then if you think about like her as a personality, what as a, as a business person, what do you think of? Well, her as a anchor woman, right? And the first anchor woman, I think of Walter Cronkite okay. as well. Very good. I'm, Why? What did you think I was going to say? Well, I think most people. Well, also we're a little bit older, so that's different. But um, because we have a view of who she was, but I think most people say, "Oh, the View." Barbara oh. Walters was the View, which is so sad. I didn't to me. watch that. No, neither did I. I didn't watch it because I don't care for those women. Mm-hmm. I don't care for the whole narrative that they're doing, which is really being 
nasty to one another on right. air to get rating. Right. So I just don't buy into it. Well, I think it's a I think it's a disservice to women in general, mm-hmm. personally. Now it has it has evolved into exactly what you're talking about. I don't like it. When she first did it, I think it was sort of like a retirement. Like I, this she will be fun. It was going to be fun. Well, I think it was for the first little bit. I never watched. Then they that. got Whoopi on there, and then woof, oh, it's all done. Well, Joy Behar. Ugh. Give me strength with that. I can't. No, she's the worst. They're all they're all hard for me to watch mm-hmm. and listen to. Not because I think that I think the premise is great, mm-hmm. which is women having a conversation. But the conversations never are conversations. They're always a bunch of lectures to one another. Right. And I how you're wrong and I'm right. Right. Blah, like, blah. can't we just get along, people? No. I know. I know. Well, we lost Barbara Walter. She was 93 years old. I know. She died December, I believe, 30th. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out at the top of the show here as the dogs come in and smell our Oreos. <laughs> They're the cutest. Um, Barbara Walters was now as a as a professor at Chapman, one thing that we always used to say, which was kind of a joke, but some of the students didn't think it was funny, but the ones that got it thought it was funny. We I would always say, there's only one Oprah and you're not her. <laughs> okay, which is you get what I'm saying yes. with that, right? I went to school so long ago in the late 80s. My professor said to me and my class, there's only one Barbara Walters and you're not her. So there, it, she was such a trailblazer. She was one of a kind. And I went, I think we kind of throw around the, the term trailblazer, but she truly was. She broke through that old white man's that glass club. ceiling was broken by barbara walters it when it came to absolutely that absolutely was and not just for female journalists but for females in general she she killed it i'm, I'm going to give you a few factoids and then we'll move on yep. but i think she deserves some recognition her first on-air job did your mom have a subscription to red book oh yes so did mine she was a writer for red book oh, wow. yeah the back in the day she was a writer for a lot of different in a lot of different things that i won't go through but her first on-air job was with the today show and it was in the 60s she reported um, what was then known. Her assignments were "quote unquote" women's stories. Oh, so because you know that's all she could talk. That's about. all the women needed to talk about. There was a lot of weather that she talked about. <laughs> she was in like, <laughs> we still have a lot of women doing weather. Sure, but they choose to. They're not forced to. In '74, she was officially <clears throat> named the co-anchor of the Today Show. Okay, mm-hmm. two years later, she became. The best known person in television when she left today to go to ABC and the first woman to co-anchor a network evening newscast. She signed a deal for $1 million, which was huge. Huge, Huge, right? Um, She co-anchored with Harry Reasoner, who just never loved her, but she ended up staying there um for four decades she co-hosted 2020 with Mm -hmm. uh her old colleague hugh downs who was a class Mm -hmm. act Mm -hmm. um and she was i forgot about the 2020 gig oh yeah they started i mean that was who we used to watch that's who it was at one point she signed the largest deal in television not for a woman for a news anchor for five million dollars and it was un heard of that's amazing if you just go online and take a look at her the new york post did a great um like barbara walters top 10 interviews she went to cuba she rode in a jeep with castro i know she interviewed every seated president from uh was it nixon or was it before nixon sorry i don't i i mean she she interviewed every u.s president and first lady and i believe it was from pat nixon on forward she was ruthless she made people cry. She yeah. asked what would be termed the hard questions, but people were uncomfortable. 
I remember her asking Ricky Martin if he was gay. And when he said he didn't want to talk about it, she said something like, it would just be so much easier if you just said what we're all thinking, that type of thing. I mean, she put people through the grinder and they like never forgot it and didn't appreciate her at all. Yeah. But she, I mean, she did her job. That was her job. What was her question that she would ask anybody? If you were a tree, what kind of tree tree, would you be? Exactly. That was a strange question. I remember thinking at the time, but as I've gotten older, it's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. Yeah. And it, it really is telling. It worked. It worked a lot of times. Yeah. She, But she always got the big interview. And she was cutthroat in that newsroom. If Diane Sawyer or someone was on her heels, she would make sure that she got the interview. She never lost. She always, I mean, she was a tough, tough lady. I'm not saying I wanted to work with her. I'm just saying she was a tough You would have wanted to work with her. If you had the opportunity, that would have been a life changer. Yeah. Again, it's, there's only one Barbara Walters. And it's not you. And it's not you. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Barbara Walters. Yes. If it's a woman, it's caustic. If it's a man, it's authoritative. <laughs> if it's a woman, it's too pushy. If it's a man, it's aggressive in the best sense of the word. Yeah. When I heard she died, I was like, oh. I know. But she was, I mean, my goodness, she was 93. <clears throat> I know. Which I didn't realize she was that old. You she know, always looked great. She looked great. She looked very well put together. Her, in an ironic twist, her last interview, uh, political interview, was with Donald and Melania Trump. Really? It was. And that was the other thing that I have to point out about Barbara Walters is you never knew where she stood politically until she got to The View, of course, which then, that's not <laughs> that's not a political, you know, that's a show that you just kind of do whatever. As far as being a news anchor and a journalist, she would interview anybody. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. She, she sat down with, to sit on a soapbox and preach anything. She just wanted yeah. to get to the nitty gritty of she who wanted, that person was. She wanted the interview That's and it right. didn't matter what their political leanings were. She interviewed every single president, of course, and their wives. Absolutely. So she's uh, rest in peace, Barbara. And thanks for all you did for all of us, for sure. Yeah. So as I looking back, speaking of women who are kind of trailblazers. Tell me. Um, in April, um, the Senate voted to confirm. Judge, uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson mm-hmm. to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. making her the first black woman, woman on the Supreme Court. Awesome. Now, again, this isn't political. I doesn't matter to me. There was a lot of controversy, obviously, on both sides. Well, on one side, really, because I think the Republicans didn't want her. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but to me. It was something significant Mm -hmm. that as we're going to look back on this in 20 years, Mm -hmm. this won't be an issue anymore, hopefully, that Mm -hmm. women will be put in there and it won't, you won't have to say she's the first right of color Mm -hmm. or she's the first, there's always got to be a first, Mm -hmm. but her making that happen, I thought that was something that I don't think we as the age that we're at and being white we can honestly understand the significance of it right i don't care what your political aspirations are or what you have your ideology is Mm -hmm. this is something yeah it is it's it's hard when you're so steeped in whatever your political leanings are to go to give anybody credit for accomplishing something i had a, a friend say to me not long ago we've seen the first female vice president that's right. a big deal. And I had to stop for a minute and go, yeah, but, you know, because I just want to rail on Kamala Harris at all chances. But at the same time, it's like, well, she's the first female vice president. The, the, the problem I have with all of it is that it should only be on your merit. 
and mm-hmm. it shouldn't necessarily be about the color of your skin or the sex that you are. No, it's I completely but, agree. However, there has to be a first. There has to be a first. So that there can be 10 more to follow. One would hope that whoever the first <clears throat> is really leaves a trail of I have to live up to that like Barbara Walters did. Sometimes you're just the first because you're the first. Right. And you don't have I'm to be I'm not sure the... about Kamala Harris, but I'm, I have high hopes for this woman. Right. Yeah. I have high hopes for uh, Judge Brown Jackson. It's who, the, the name is very hard. And it, well, her I don't fir- mean to be disrespectful, yeah. but it's very difficult. <laughs> Katanji isn't that hard. But no, but it's... For me, I guess it is. Katanji no, Brown Jackson. Yeah. So kudos to her. Right. Kudos to everybody who is going to be the first for something. Yeah. Anything is possible. Right. Anything is possible. Going back to January of 2022, Mm -hmm. this is what made me go, oh, I forgot about the beginning of the year. We lost Bob Saget. I know. I forgot about about who who among us grew up with Bob Saget on Full House. I mean, I was a little bit older when Full House came on, but I I loved him. I know. And he he was only 65. It's very sad. It was very sad. And it was one of those things where... And, and here's the thing, even our generation who grew up on with Bob Saget, our kids growing up with right. it and everything, this new generation has been watching reruns forever. That's right. On Full House. That's right. And Fuller House. <laughs> and it just keeps going. Yeah. He was beloved. He was. Did you know that he was a really dirty Yeah. His stand-up comic? was filthy. I mean, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to something that he was on, like on a YouTube channel or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, potty mouth, Saget, what is going on? I know. The opposite of being I know. The, dad the dad on Full House. I know. It's so funny. I think that made it even better. It, re- it really was. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. you are nasty boy. I need to ask you another question. Yes. Okay. Do you think, would you consider the COVID pandemic ongoing in 2022 yes oh you would yes okay and the reason i say that is because i'm a business owner i would say i would say the pandemic is still alive and well because we also are also getting COVID off and on that's true it's crazy that's true i was uh i just in search doing some of my research for you know 2022 it said that this in this third year 300 million more cases were reported in 2022 sure sure i mean you know listen it's People in my family just got it. Yeah, over the holiday. Yeah, um, in February of last year is when Russia invaded Ukraine. Ukraine. Yes, and sadly. I don't think any of us thought at the time that we would be sitting here today, a year later, mm-hmm. and Russia not have control over Ukraine. I gotta hand it to Ukraine. Oh, they have stood up to the you know I mean the elephant in the room. And have done all kinds of stuff that no one believed that they could do. How they've done it or where they got their ability to do it, I'm not going to question. It doesn't matter. It's Listen, not my fight. I, you know, it it's controversial somewhat mm-hmm. with us funding them mm-hmm. and giving them a lot of money. I can't say that I'm all for that. No. But I'm also not for Russia taking over a small country Ugh. and deciding that that's a good idea. So I'm not, I can't speak politically to any of this. Right. There's a lot of on both sides mm-hmm. but my point is when all is said and done and Putin went in there in February and Zelensky decided hell no <laughs> that's right nope uh-huh. not today that's right and not tomorrow and not next year mm-hmm. I mean as we speak there are people freezing and hungry in both countries yeah and it's a war mm-hmm 
and it's brutal. And I just wanted to put it out there because we are here in America with heat and food and talking about piercing, double piercing your ear and ordering something from Amazon. And these people are just trying to survive. Yeah. But it's kind of amazing that Ukraine has done this and the world has kind of come together with the common, with the common goal of defeating this group of people that are trying to take over right certainly identifying the bully on the block and not appreciating it um the kremlin expected that conflict to last days i know that was the original thought this is going to be a few days and then we'll get back what was formerly ours and it'll be just fine blah blah blah. but they underestimated the ukrainian military and the support from us and other nato allies and they have prevented russia from taking kiev which is the capital which is what they wanted and it's still it's still there. It's, it's up for grabs still. Grab still. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know, it's still Ukrainian. So. The other thing, looking back, I'm glad it's over, but uh, it was enjoyable while it was happening, was the Johnny Depp Amber Heard court case. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got more pleasure out of that than I should have. That was something. It was really something. I kind of had a very short and um, not caustic, but it was not a great conversation with one of my nieces because I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good for Johnny Depp for pulling back the curtain on what a total awful human Amber Heard is. I know it's much more complicated than that, Bob. I get People it. People would say yes. that she is not, he lied, and because of his power mm. and misogyny, mm. he was able to win this case in the court of public opinion. Okay, but it was also proven in a court of actual court that she lied and that she was trying to take him down. She had former friends that were like, no, her whole goal was to like take him down. So this little conversation that I had, my niece was completely annoyed with me and couldn't believe that I was really? like, yeah, that I was like, because she was, on, she was really on the side of a woman. She was going to take a woman's side no, no matter, matter what. what. And I'm like, but she lied. That's the part that we have a problem with. Yeah. And she was like, well, but, she, but he's still a creep. I'm like, I don't care if he's a creep that smells like cigarettes and old whiskey. She lied in order to take him down. And you can't do that. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. I know this is controversial. Let's just not lie. How's that sound? It's the same thing when you get a divorce and the woman lies about what the husband does to the children. Exactly. Or about the children. Yep. You can't do that. You can't <laughs> lie about being raped and not be raped. You can't. When you mm-hmm. start going over that line mm-hmm. of justification for your be- bad behavior. Mm-hmm. A lie is a lie. Yeah, no matter what. You can't what. ruin someone's life to get what you want and lie. And she thought she could. And she, in the UK, yeah. she did. She won that case. And I don't know where he, he dug deep in somewhere and was able to go, we're going to try this again and do it in the US. And he, I just don't think he ever thought that it would get that far. Mm-mm. I don't think he thought that she was credible enough because of how crazy she was. Mm-hmm. He thought, no one's going to no believe, believe this. Well, in the UK, they did. <laughs> They certainly did. And he he smacked back and was like, no, this is how it's going to go. So that was, there's a, um, there is a, an account I follow on Instagram that I think you turned me on to. Is it called House of Habit? Uh-huh. And her coverage of it 
was absolutely astounding and amazing. So House and Habit, uh, House and Habit is House Inhabit. I think it's House and Habit. Let me double check what yeah, you're let, talking. Yeah, let's Go do ahead. it because you guys should check her out. Oh, she's great. We've actually tried to get her on the podcast. She totally, she's too big for us. She totally was like, <laughs> she totally she just like, ignored I'm us. I'm ignoring you. But I, I wanted to get her on here because she's a local girl. She's mm-hmm. out of San Clemente. But she does all of these types of stories and yeah. she follows it. But the one thing I love about her and the thing that I think is missing in most all journalists mm-hmm. are she's just telling the facts. Yeah. She is not she's not doing mainstream stuff. She's mm-hmm. not saying what everyone wants her to say. Mm-hmm. She's doing her own thing on Instagram, mm-hmm. on Twitter, on wherever she is. She's got platforms that are listening. She's got tons of followers. I was one of the people that were listening to her every day. I mean, I listened to her so much. It was hours. Yeah. And yeah, I had yeah. to like go, okay, I need to get a life. No, That's how much was, I was listening. Yeah, she she would just go on. It's House in Habit, and her name is Jessica Reed Krause. She's a really good follow on Instagram if you're if you're looking for something fun and interesting that sort of gives you kind of pop culture, but like court cases and different things that maybe you wouldn't expect. Um, she's she's a good writer. She's a great researcher, and her stuff is is really pretty accurate. So anyway, that was a fun follow for that. Well, I I don't want to be the downer. You're more of the, the stuff you're talking about mm-hmm. is more of the fun stuff. Is it? Okay. I'm talking more about kind of the tragedy. Like That's why news. when you and I were talking, I was like, I didn't think 2022 is that great well, because you... of the stuff I'm looking at. Yeah. Well, there was a, there was a lot of mass shootings, but oh, yeah, there was a mass right. shooting in mm-hmm. May mm-hmm. Um, at, at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, it was Texas. At Uvalde. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. And so uh, instead of classes, they canceled graduation and fourth graders Everything was on hold in the wake of a mass shooting that left 19 students um, and two teachers dead. Mm-mm. Yeah. I forgot about that. I know. Mm-hmm. I, and you want to forget about those Absolutely. things, right? And this brings up another politically controversial thing about gun control mm-hmm. and everything that happens. And I personally feel like it's people, mm-hmm. crazy people that do these kinds of things. But it was one of those things that I think that we should really take a moment yeah. and really say, and I bring it up mostly because I've talked to several young mothers, mm-hmm. my own young daughter-in-laws. Mm-hmm. Think about if we had to deal with this mm-hmm. every day you send your kids to school. I remember when 9-11 happened. Yep. My kids were home and it happened. I sent my kids to school. My neighbor across the street decided not to send her kids to school because she wasn't sure what was going to happen. Yeah. And I thought... I won't, I already knew that it was something bad, but I, I, it seemed so far away that it was no way going to happen here in my little town. Right. 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 But she had this bigger picture. Right. Can you imagine having to think about every day that your Mm -hmm. kids go to school, if they're going to come home or not? And this is, it's a next level of what we're dealing with now here in society. Yeah. I don't know how you wrap your head around that. Taking your kids to school every day, like you said, dealing with that on the daily. I don't, I just don't know. I don't know how you deal with it. Um, there was nearly 600 students, um, and there were there was one in particular. There's one teacher in particular, um, and her name was Irma Garcia. She was 48, and she was killed when the teenage gunman went in on the rampage on May 24th. Um, she was trying to shield the young children in mm-hmm. her classroom, mm-hmm. and she saved them some of them and she herself died 
This is the part that I started crying today when I was reading this. Adding to the tragedy, her husband Joe died two days later. Is he the one that had like a massive heart attack? They or had been married for 24 years. Yeah. yeah. They began the relationship in high school and they literally, his, her or his, um, his cousin or relative posted on Instagram said that he died of a broken heart mm-hmm. and they left four kids orphans. Yeah. It's, and and so I, I bring I'm I hate to be the bearer. I mean, we talk about Johnny mm-hmm. Depp and then you go yeah. to these really no, no. you know, it's like we're these are the real things that are happening in yeah. the world. I just was like I, I just was like struck by the fact that our poor kids and parents nowadays have to really be conscious of sending their kids to school. Yeah. Something that we all took for granted. You right. just send them to school. What it'll be fine. What could go wrong? Right. The thing that came out with that shooting that stuck with me, besides all the very sad individual stories, was the the protocol that was used yes. failed. You mean afterwards? No, I mean going into, there's an active shooter situation uh-huh. and the police officers. Well, that's what I mean. Afterwards. Yeah. They're, they're la- they were lack waiting. Of, I know. And they didn't they didn't know or they didn't understand or they didn't follow whatever protocol was that used to be protocol before the active shooter became a thing in our society. It was just hold off. Now it's rush the scene, get in there, confusion, that sort of thing. These, these officers were, were clearly not trained in that. And it was absolutely, they waited, I believe an hour and a half or over an hour. They could hear it from the outside. There were parents who could hear the shooting happening because their kids are calling them from the school. That's the other thing. It's like, as soon as that stuff happens, you immediately know your kid's in peril. You go over there and the police aren't behaving in the way you need them to. That's the part that stuck out to me was like, there has to be a change with just training alone. And I know most most are trained to the hilt. I am surprised at this, this reaction. I believe there was, retra- there was training. I, I believe there was mm-hmm. training. I don't believe, like you said, that the protocol was followed. Mm-hmm. And there was a statement when I was reading today that they admit that it was not followed and that it was a mistake. Okay. Obviously. Um, I mean, that's at least a step. I mean, I don't know who. I mean, could you imagine being one of those many officers on? I, I don't, as a parent, I don't know if I could have just sat there. That's the thing. There were some parents who tell the story of I got up there, the officers were there, and you're like, what are what are you guys doing? They weren't doing anything. A couple guys went around sides of the buildings trying to get in. Just try, let's like make a scene. Let's there's something I let's can distract do. Him. Distract there's anything I can do standing here is not gonna work. So that part was was upsetting. Uh but all of it's you know. so upsetting. But yeah, again, it is it's not this reflection of last year. Mm-hmm. Let's just pray that next this year in 2023 we don't have to be reporting on that next year in 2024. It would be nice. So the point that you mentioned about you know gun control in this country it's a very complicated issue. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy issue, mm-hmm. and I don't fall on one side or the other as far as you know. Oh, they should everything should be banned or nothing should be banned at all. It's the extremists that I don't like at all. We have to be able to meet somewhere in the middle. Absolutely. As long as we're talking about controversial issues, let's just talk about Roe v. Wade. Oh my gosh. That was next on my list Unless in June. Go right into it. We went it. from May to June, and that was Roe v. Wade was overturned. It was overturned. It is a very, very complicated issue, it turns out, that abortion and the legality. That's the thing is it's like I thought I understood what I thought across the board. 
And then I realized I only understand what I think for myself. Well, and in the Roe v. Wade is now putting it in the hands of the state. Right. Which I personally think is better. I agree. I don't think the federal government. No, it was too broad. It was a bad law. Who, it was a bad, that's it was the problem. poorly written. That was poorly written. And, and, you know, listen, the federal government handles a lot of stuff. They're the same people that are auditing you. They're the same people who are trying to mail a package. <laughs> I don't think they should be in charge of any kind of medical procedure. Anything. No. I or agree. making decisions on that type of thing. So as we're going chronologically, something else that happened that I thought was kind of in a juxtaposition with our conversation about this mass shooting. Yeah. You know, we seem to be a, a place where it's the Wild West. People think, you, you know, the United States is the Wild West. Hmm. In July of this last year, Shinzo Abe, the former prime minister of Japan, was killed in a shooting yeah. at the age of 67. Right. And, you know, that's barely oh. a blip on the radar because for us, Japan, okay, yeah. whatever. We can't relate on a lot it's of a levels. It's a big deal there. Yeah, yes. Because they have one of the strictest gun laws yeah. there is yeah and they found out that the guy that killed this guy yeah used a homemade weapon no i never heard that yes oh my goodness they they that's what they reported that it was thought to be a homemade weapon uh. now we're talking about gun control yeah and you're talking about it's really about people control <laughs> yeah <laughs> to put it simply yes i mean this guy shot him mm -hmm. he was a former prime minister stepped down because of of his uh, health problem, mm -hmm. he was making a speech for his political party and a candidate he was backing. Mm -hmm. And this guy who shot him was angry about a religious issue. Oh my goodness. And so he was a member of a religious group mm -hmm. and this guy was upset about it mm -hmm. and he shot him. Oh my gosh. With a homemade weapon. With a homemade like weapon. Like John Malkovich style. <laughs> I'm just saying. Movie. It's interesting. Yeah. That it's, it's, I, I, I'm not sure that we're not going to see, and, and we don't hear what happens all around the world, but I have heard more and more information about shootings all around the world mm -hmm. and even stabbings and crazy sure. killing because people are going a little cuckoo. I think 2022 was like, okay, 2020, we survived. Yeah. 2021, now wow. 2022, <laughs> everyone's like, okay, now the gloves are off. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. As a result of those two years yeah. of being, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like here I am living my crazy, I'm out with my craziness on the streets. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think, geez. and I think we all feel that. Oh, I, 100%. I'm not, I'm not going out and killing somebody, no. but I have been at a point of, I can't take much more of this. Right. And yeah. I get it. But it comes out in different ways with different people. That's you right. Know? She wants to pierce my ears with a kit from Amazon. <laughs> Jeez, what is wrong with the idea of this? I, now we digress. I'm really, now I'm really, really about this. Listen, but if I find you standing over me at a hotel in Vegas with a needle in your hand while I'm sleeping. I'm going to slip you a little Mickey. I'm going to roofie you. hard to do. I'm going to roofie you. You roofie yourself usually anyway Sometimes. by the time we're in, we're in Vegas. Um, when you do that, you're going to wake up and you're going to have like six piercings on one ear. And I you're going to be like so happy. in my ear, but thank you. What's wrong with my ear? Oh, oh. And then I just thank you and take you out to breakfast. That's right. That's how it's going to go. Or to Nobu. To Nobu. That's right. Um, okay. Moving seamlessly into the <laughs> death. Of, sorry. There's no easy way to go from traumatic to just sort of normal trauma. We lost one of my favorite people. I know. 
I loved Queen Elizabeth. She died in September, September 8th to be exact, of 2022. She was 96 years old. She was quite something. And I know she's a very polarizing person on some levels. There's a lot of people who are just like, oh, the monarchy, blah, blah, blah. As an American who's looking at it from over here, I thought she was the greatest. I think that the idea of a queen, Mm -hmm. well, first of all, she became the queen on accident. Like against her will. She didn't, she she was 10 years old when her uncle abdicated the throne to marry a divorcee. Mm, Wallace Simpson, baby. That's right. And that being said, her father became the king. Mm -hmm. And when he passed, she became queen. Yep. I think what she proved to be was she changed the way the monarch was looked at. Mm-hmm. I mean, Queen Victoria, if we want to go back in history a We're little bit. We're going back. She was, she was there for a long haul. Yeah, she was. Queen Elizabeth lasted longer than right. Victoria. Right. Victoria really struggled because people were sick of her. Yeah. You know, because that's a long time. Right, and she was polarizing. She, she was. really was very outwardly polarizing. I think she needed to be at the time. Probably, there's a lot of things that needed to change. It. Yeah, and and for a woman of her size and stature at the time, yeah. Again, mm-hmm. I know more about the royal families than I wish to admit. I think it's great. I love it. But I do watch a lot of, you know, you mentioned in the podcast recently that you yes, did all the documentaries on I the have fa- on the family, all of it, and you know the system mm-hmm. that they are part of. Mm-hmm. It's quite something, especially as Americans. It's quite something. It's quite when something we look for at it. anybody. I think mm-hmm. even the people of of the United Kingdom, they would say the same thing. I mean, that's just all they've ever known, right? But when you really get into the nitty gritty of the system. Mm-hmm. And what it takes to be a king and a queen and a prince and a duke and a duchess yeah, all and all stuff. of those, yeah. all of the pomp and circumstance, we can't even understand it. No. Nope. The average person doesn't understand it or nope. care about it no. that much. No. But man. It's a lot. It's a lot. I read a thing. I follow a guy on uh, social media. His name is Christian James Hand. It's quite a name. Mm-hmm. I found him through KLOS 95.5, which mm-hmm. is a station here in Los Angeles. And they had him on, I think they still do, every Monday. And he is one of those guys. He's a he's a musician, former, former musician, producer, has all these really cool side gigs. But he will take a song and break it down, like a, a song that you know and love. And he'll go, and he, you know, this is Eddie Mercury. Listen to this note, you know. And mm-hmm. he wrote this part for this and that. And, that. and listen to the guitar of uh, Brian May. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to listen to him. Yeah, have you heard yes, him? Yes, I have. You know Christian James Hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's really great. He so And he's a really fun follow on Instagram as well. When the Queen died, he's British. He is oh. from England. When the Queen died, he posted this. And I, I was like, well, I can't say that any better. So I'm just going to use his, you know, his words. And I just want to read this to you about the Queen. He says... I am not a monarchist. I never have been. It's all meaningless pop and pomp and circumstance. And the extended family are a drain on the resources of the United Kingdom. But I will say that I've always felt a little sadness for the queen. It's not a job she signed up for. I'm sure it wasn't the life that she ever wanted for herself. A powerless figurehead, the matriarch of a country that she was part of, 
but apart from her, her entire life. Mm, that's well put. I know. I wonder what she would have done had she just been allowed to be the Duchess or some third cousin twice removed. <laughs> Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. You were as much a mystery as you were a public figure, and I can only wonder what your quiet thoughts were. What comes with that whole package of the press mm-hmm. and the bullying and everything that goes with it, I'm not about it. No. But the queen managed, she managed through it. all the crises. The one thing I was reading that kind of bummed me out was, you know, Prince Harry, he could not wear his uniform mm-hmm. to her funeral? funeral because he had walked away and they would not allow him to wear his. Yes, you walked away. But he still served as, he still served in, he was a captain in the army. But that's not army. how it works in the UK. I know. You I, get that uniform because you are carrying the title. When you strip but, yourself of the he title. Didn't, he didn't just wear the, he didn't just get it because of the title. He actually served. He oh, served I know. in Afghanistan. He had he, on a couple medals, but he couldn't wear. I know. But I just thought that was a disrespect to him. Oh, we are going to have to agree to disagree on this point, girl. <laughs> I am sorry. Love you, but no. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that he should be able to do that. Nope. Just as, just because on his merits alone, he should be able to wear a uniform. Well, it's differently. It's not, that's, that's U.S. thought. Yeah. That's United States brain. Because here, yes, he was a Navy SEAL, whatever he was. Right. He gets to put that uniform on because that's his for life. You earned it. That's not how it works with them. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Take it up with the, with the, with King Charles, sorry. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> um, he'll listen. He loves to talk to the, the common people. <laughs> Let me ask you another question. Uh When you think of the Oscars, what do you think of? Think back. The Oscars of this last year, what happened? Oh, slap her (laughs) around the world. I forgot. I did too. I know I keep saying that. I forgot. Part of me is I didn't watch it. You, but you I watched, watched it live. Stuff. I watched it afterwards, right. but I wasn't watching it live Neither because I. I don't watch it anymore no. because it became too political and mm-hmm. I'm not into it. No, ever, all of you need to be quiet. Yeah. But that was really something. Do you think Will Smith's career will ever recover from that? I think so. I you think do? he I think he's uh I think he's talented enough and I think he's got the right people spinning. I mean, he's already come back with his newest Release. Oh, Emancipation. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Did I haven't either. No, okay. I haven't either, yeah. but I've heard talk, people talk about it. Yeah. He's he's good at what he does. No, he um, I think he handled it poorly. I think <laughs> that afterwards he handled it poorly. I think that Chris Rock was a literally rock. Oh. He did the right thing, and he was awesome. I've never. It is so interesting mm-hmm. to see that played out in a public forum. Mm-hmm. It's not because good. that was a personal issue mm-hmm. going on with a married couple in the most, literally the most public forum possible. I know, you can't get sad. any more. I mean, you and I can have a fight with our husband in public. Yeah. No one's going to blink an eye. No. No. But if my husband went and slapped another man on my behalf, yeah. that would draw some that would draw some looks and or a trip to the jail. I'm not sure. <laughs> just depends on how policy. hard the slap was. Yeah, yeah. I would hope that if he's going to go slap him, just knock him out. Please. Give us a chance to run to the car and, and leave. Evade. One would hope. I'm just saying, but it was so interesting. I I don't know about you, but I, again, I always personalize everything yes, I see. Yes, please. All I could do was think, man, what is going on there? Right? With what, him and Jada? I felt so bad for him. Yep. 
I felt bad for Ki- for for um, Chris Rock too mm-hmm. because he's never going to be able to ever not be associated with that. Exactly, and that is something he did not choose or ask for. No, and it doesn't to, deserve. No, I hate to use this word like in, you know, but he's truly a victim. He is, and it's a bummer. It's a bummer. He asked for none of it. But I also think because of how he handled it, mm-hmm. he's coming out on the top of it, of and course. he might even. Oh, really, I, it might it, it benefits. It might benefit him, mm-hmm. but again, that's not for us or for Will Smith to make that decision on his behalf. No, so sure not. I felt really bad for him, mm-hmm. but I really did feel bad for Will Smith because yep. I thought this man is a broken man. Something's happening here. This is not. This is not right. It's not good. It's not good. We also lost another favorite of mine, uh, Vin Scully. The voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers yes. um, for I don't know how many years. He find he he I don't he finally passed. He had retired as the voice of the Dodgers years previous, and um, he passed away earlier this year in August of yes. 2022. Now, for those of you who have an extra five six minutes, maybe ten minutes, go onto YouTube and just do a Google search for Scully's call of Gibson's memorable at bat 1988 World Series. Oh, Vin wow. Scully calls is calling the game kurt gibson mm-hmm. goes up to bat two bum knees he's been out of the game he's in the dugout icing his knees and um it's game one of the world series so it wasn't like a pivotal game or anything like that bases loaded i believe i could be wrong i probably shouldn't say that but um it's it's important it's important it's he it's there's two outs and we're at the end of the game he comes out not from the dugout but from the training room sure. where he's getting iced he had heard vin scully's call they were listening to it in the training room while he's getting you know his knees taken care of and then scully said something about you know too bad kurt gibson blah blah and it made him so angry kurt gibson got up <laughs> went out tommy lasorda called and to see if he could if he could you know walk do anything just watch the video of him gimping out to home plate and listen to the call of Vin Scully. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. Really? I, I'm going to have to listen. You have to. You don't even have to watch it. If you just listen to Vin Scully's description of what's happening, you can see it in your own mind. Can we put it on our website? Oh, we'll put a link to it. Because <laughs> the reaction, I guarantee your boyfriend, your husband, your brother, someone has made this this physical movement that Kurt Gibson makes when he's running around the bases where he goes like this. Yes. That came from him. I just did this really great baseball (laughs) move to Denise that none of you could see. It's really amazing. Um, Anyway, go, go take a look at Vin Scully's call uh, of the Kurt Gibson, Gibson home run and it will change your life. So rest in peace, Vin Scully. He was absolutely the greatest um, sportscaster color man, uh, of our era there will never be another one like him and he will absolutely be missed so in october yeah elon musk decided to spend about 44 million dollars and purchase twitter elon he just can't this guy he can't stop he can't stop won't stop you have a tesla you have a tesla i have a tesla i know that this guy is controversial probably (laughs) maybe most likely crazy whatever he is 
I smart, can't crazy. Get, he's crazy. Oh, he's I, so crazy ass smart. He yeah. can't help it. He is a genius. I, I can't get over no. him. I, you know, I'm not one of those people who are going to go die on the, the cross for oh, no, old, no, no, no. old Elon oh, Musk. Oh, Elon, no. I love, you know, and him being a billionaire and having blah, blah, blah. fights with other billionaires, <laughs> good. Let him, boring. let him knock it out. It's, it's whatever. Boring, yeah. We have seen it. But um, I liked the fact that he took over Twitter. Yeah. I thought that it was awesome how yeah. he did it. He, $44 million <laughs> didn't come in. 44 billion dollars mm-hmm. not million billion. billion we're starting with a b mm-hmm. um this is what he said free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and twitter is the digital town square <laughs> where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that being said mm-hmm. he's got a point no he does <laughs> if, if you could just take that in the context yes he has a point the, the thing that was interesting, I thought, mm-hmm. was that when he got all to the nitty gritty of what was going on, he was, we found out that he, and he acted like free speech no matter what. Right. But there is, he's not a free speech absol- absolutist. No. And I don't know if anybody can be. This is where the controversy comes in with right. a lot of people. Right. There's a lot of people who said, you need people monitoring what other people are saying. That's right. He said no. <laughs> so then he takes over Twitter and there becomes, it's not so cut and dry, mm-hmm. right? Nothing mm-hmm. is this cut and dry. No, it never is. And so there is not just a one size fits all for free speech. Yeah. When it comes to the digital era. Right. Our founding fathers thought that it just meant what you could say to one another. Right. Or in writing. It's a little different. It has become <laughs> very, very controversial. Mm-hmm. But I just th- found it so interesting. He had to come up with a lot of money. And I am looking at a list of people yes. and donors who came up with it. And it kind of freaked me out a bit mm-hmm. because a lot of, I mean, a lot of these people or these are big corporations that helped give him the money. We're talking about about $360 million from a capital partner group. Um, but there was a group of people that from, it was the Middle East mm-hmm. that gave him billions. Really? Billions. And it made me worry a little bit about a Saudi Arabian investment prince. And I can't say his name. Don't try. I can't try. But no. he gave 1.8, 1. 1. 1. 1.1 million, 1,089,000,000 million. Mil, dollars. A billion dollars, over a billion dollars for this. It always makes me wonder who is financing this stuff and what's really going to happen. Why are they financing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's pledged to, to provide, he provided $46.5 billion in equity and debt financing for his acquisition, which covers $44 billion price tag and the closing costs. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was so interesting that he... The reason I liked it and the reason I thought it was noteworthy yeah. is because he put his money where his mouth is. He did it. No, he absolutely did it. And uh, boy, things got turned on their head when he took over. It was like, 
wait, what? People were working from home. People were they yeah. weren't working. The, the were... amount of people who was employed by Twitter was a joke. It really was. And people just started screaming and crying how horrible he was. <laughs> He's firing Guess everybody. What? Guess what? Oof. Welcome to the real world. Yeah, I know. This is where this is where the rubber meets the road. You don't provide me a service, you don't get paid. My that's how it should work. See you. That's how I thought it worked, but COVID taught us something different. <laughs> Um, going back just a bit, not that we're necessarily doing this in chronological order because we kind of aren't, but um, we we lost Mikhail Gorbachev. Oh, yes. The Russian leader. Yes. Um, leader Best of known the f- for the birthmark on his forehead. <laughs> you always go back to Saturday Night Live, don't I you? I know, I do. It was a- <laughs> Um, he was the last leader of the former Soviet Union, mm-hmm. uh, 85 till 91. He was 91 years old when he died in August. Um he, though, I think the part that I remember about Gorbachev was that he met with Ronald Reagan, our president at yes. the time. And there's that very famous speech that Reagan made that I think we all are aware of um, in Germany. He was at Brandenburg Gate and he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the beginning of the end, a, a personal call out if you will from uh president reagan to gorbachev saying uh we're we're done with this now of course there was a lot of stuff going on (laughs) other than just that talk i think it was just that it was just that speech and he said sounds great um so that was uh, anyway he it was the beginning of the end of the cold war and the iron curtain he had a long illness and um he was 91 years old and uh was definitely uh a name you know, usually we don't remember names of other countries' leaders, especially like, you know, unless they're a really bad dude. You know, Gorbachev, I don't think, went down in history as a as bad dude. He nope. went down in history as someone who moved Russia into the next phase. Anything else? Well, we cannot, you and I have yes. talked about this, but um, in it, it happened in Idaho this year, a gruesome murder. And we're going to be talking about this on another podcast about the four students who were murdered in their home, in their in their place of residence. Um, Have but, you seen this guy? Yes. They in arrested? December, they arrested the guy for this brutal murder. His name, I don't even want to say his name. Don't but bother. He's 28 years old and he was arrested in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. um, by Moscow police. They, well, he was extradited back to Idaho. Mm-hmm. He is facing four counts of first degree murder and felony burglary. Um, Pennsylvania State Police arrested him um, and, at his parents' house. Mm-hmm. Officials said that they are limited into what information they can release. This whole this whole murder was so gruesome. Yeah, I mean, this was the murder. If people don't remember, where when you saw pictures that you could see the blood coming out of the walls. Yeah. It was that brutal. Mm-hmm. When somebody stabs somebody, it's extremely personal, mm-hmm. usually. Mm-hmm. Um, three women were murdered and one one man, mm-hmm. he was visiting his girlfriend. No, he lived there. I, I read that he was visiting No, no, no. Her. he lived there oh. with her. They, the four of them lived in that one apartment, the two girls, you know, in another room, and then the, the man and his his girlfriend in the other room. Um, they were all they were all students. The thing I don't like about this story, and this is pff, how my brain works, is that his attachment to them, his knowledge of them, 
was really nothing. We're not sure. Well, if they what, haven't released a lot it, of information. They haven't released a lot of information. That's true. But you're immediately looking for ex-boyfriends. Yes. Some weird dude caught on camera outside the food truck yes. who was stalking them. A dude that showed up to a party and then was turned away because he was acting weird or sketchy. Or it was none of that. I'm completely unsatisfied with who this guy is in relation to the people that he murdered. Well, I don't know if there was a relationship to them mm -hmm. at this point because he's a PhD right. fellow, I believe. Yeah. He was getting his, yes. his doctorate yes. in criminal justice yes we've talked about bad police work on mm. our podcast oh my and it gosh. happens a lot and yeah. i was worried a little bit about this because i mean moscow idaho i know they they don't have i mean they're not they just don't have a lot of experience not a lot of bad things happen there and they don't have the resources no. right and mm. and parents i think felt the same way yeah and parents were driving this kind of frenzy mm -hmm. for information mm -hmm. that wasn't coming and i didn't blame them for not nope. saying anything right. but they had nineteen thousand tips yeah. come into them right that's a lot of people looking at it again all of these sleuths yeah. that listen to all of these murder shows yeah there are i mean and we know who they are because we we're do. looking at each other yeah. right now yeah we're all like trying to figure this out but there's real people that are looking into this mm -hmm. but um one of the things that i found interesting we don't know a lot about this guy other than that he was a graduate student. And I read, again, we've seen this kind of thing with other criminals and these kind of brutal murders. There are some people who have this need mm. to play out this kind of sick, terrible act. Mm -hmm. And they have something really wrong with them. Yeah. And this could be that guy. Maybe he went into his profession as a getting his PhD as a graduate student in this department because he had this infinity of this kind of feeling. Maybe, yeah. And he was, you know, it's kind of like the psychologist who's crazy and they go into that because they want to see what's going on with their own mind. Right. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I just remembered that when I read that he had been, I'm hoping he's the right guy. Yeah. Yeah. This is <laughs> that's but a good when point. But you, when you read through this, they have got 4,000 pictures. They've mm. got the amount of evidence that they must have had in order to get him. Mm -hmm. But I also know that they were had a lot of pressure on them to produce somebody. Yeah, but they weren't, they didn't seem to be bowing to any pressure. No. I mean, they were really taking their time. They were not good at press conferences. No. They were not good with the news. They were not good talking to the families. I know. All of it was really upsetting and bad. And of course, you know, one of those families, I think it was the Gonsalves family, mm -hmm. hired like a private investigator. I'm like, yes, you, yes, you would. You have to because nothing's happening because they were so bad at the communication game. Now, what was actually happening behind the scenes? I don't know. I don't know if it was really if they were as bumbling as they were up front, but it didn't give me any sense of. No, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't mean to just say that because it's in Moscow, Idaho. It no, is a really small, small town. town. And it, yeah. to me, I would want to do it right. And I'd be bringing in every resource. Uh, my first call would have been to the FBI. Absolutely. I can't wait to find out how they came up with him and how they yeah. they really narrowed it down yes, to him. Yes, that's going to be interesting. It's I, Again, I, I hope they have the right guy. Someone saw something. Someone saw something and they put it together and went, okay, wait, there's probably some other behavior that he exhibited. Maybe he's got a record of some sort. Or we maybe don't know. the school that he's attending, there's red flags there. 
Wasn't he at the same school as these kids? No. Oh, he wasn't. He was at a different school. Mm-hmm. He oh. went. He crossed the the border from Idaho and Washington. So he was in a Washington State mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. This is how little I know about this yes. human. He's, yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. No, I it, didn't know that. We're, you and I are going to do a podcast when we find out the nitty gritty of I'm this. I'm going to get my information together. But it is is one of those things that was kind of sad and not no, kind of it. It's it's it's, it's terrible. horrifying. Terrible and for those families. It's terrible for the families and for the community yeah. and for us as a society. Speaking about crazy, Sam Bankman Freed, oh, the founder of the bankrupt crypto exchange FTX, pleaded not guilty in criminal charges, setting up a high stakes legal battle. That pits him against two of the closest former business partners. The 30-year-old entrepreneur who is out on bail with a $250 million bond. Yeah. He's out. He's, He's out. out on the $250 million bond. It's just, you know, I, I again, I've tried to get somebody on here to talk to us about crypto. I've had a couple people mm. tell me they could come on. Mm. I, I haven't followed up on it because I don't know if we can salvage I don't understand it. It's like Monopoly money. What's going on? But when I started reading about this particular thing, Mm -hmm. the one thing that you can basically understand when it comes to this, it's called old-fashioned embezzlement. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's like a Madoff situation. Mm -hmm. This guy made it up. Mm -hmm. He made up the crypto situation, Mm -hmm. and he played everybody. Everybody. Including big stars and athletes and supermodels so many people invested so much money and lost it all they lost it all yep if it's too good to be true people it it usually is no it is i can't i can't get over this guy and how did you see his girlfriend what's going on in the whole well you know she's the reason he's in so much trouble she's like talk she can't shut up well and honestly one of the reasons that they're really in trouble is because they commingled all of these things Mm -hmm. they were robbing peter to pay paul they were it's like a shell game for them right right but he was living large in the bahamas Mm -hmm. in his private estate having orgies sure with all of these people and i looked at him because i you know when you think about like sex parties and stuff i don't know i always picture somebody like bradley cooper or brad pitt or somebody right like Somebody great. You don't picture the guy that's loading in your rental chairs into the back of your truck over there on Chapman Avenue? That's not the guy you're picturing? I mean, listen. <laughs> Sweaty. This guy was <laughs> so unappealing. He's and gross. the whole thing is so really gross. When mm-hmm. you think about what he did and how much money people have lost, mm-hmm. there he has ruined lives. Mm-hmm. And he's out on $250 million bail. And what's even grosser yeah. about all of this Tell me. is that when he was in jail yeah. in the Bahamas, yeah. His parents were pleading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the government and the prison because he's a vegan. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me right now? I think hearing from the parents let me know everything I need to exactly. know about That's him. That's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. When I heard that they were pleading, well, first of all, he's their cash cow. Of course. He is. They're rich because of him. Right. And all of the things that he Ponzi schemed on everybody else. Everyone around him benefited, so they all want to keep benefiting, and they know that this is a train wreck, and there's some reckoning. There's a day of reckoning for everybody. Hopefully, hopefully, the courts go really hard on this so that this stops. Because it needs to be regulated. I thought it was very interesting that he gave so much money to political parties. 
of on course. both sides. Yeah. But on the Democratic side specifically, mm-hmm. I, I found it very interesting. And his mom, too, mm-hmm. at a time of an election, it just it all didn't sit well with me. No, none of it does. It's all it's very, really, really bad. Yeah. I thought that what's really interesting is this historic bail deal, a $250 million bail. Yeah. And he he made it is the thing. Yeah, it was it's crazy. Why was Bankman Freed granted bail, allowing him to stay out of prison and live at his parents' home before trial? It was especially puzzling because the bail was set at $250 million and he had told the deal book summit that he had only a hundred he only had a million dollars to his name. So how did he come up with the rest of it? Do we know? But he's out. Yeah, they he, for prosecutors, bail is meant to be a strong deterrent. Mr. Brinkman Freed had another point of leverage. The U.S. prosecutors had wanted to expedite him from the Bahamas, Bahamas quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't have the answers to how he did it exactly. Yeah. But people like that with that kind of money, I guess, can do anything they want. Well, it's a different uh, legal system for people with money. I guess. <laughs> so I've heard. I don't want to find out. Anyway, that's our look back at 2022. Thanks again for listening to Two Average Girls. We're glad you're here with us. And I'm glad to be here with Denise Cooper. I'm glad. I can't wait for 2023. It's going to be a good one. We have a great lineup of coming up guests. Yep. You're not going to want to miss it. Tell your friends. Listen. Rate, review, subscribe. That's right. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on our blog, TwoAverageGirlsPodcast.com. In the meantime... I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We'll see you next time. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Freese.